Welcome back to Detroit Strange. It is a show that is our podcast. That it is. <laughs> That's Jess over there. That's Alex over there. Yeah, so welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was for the listeners, wasn't it? I mean, you too. Okay. Welcome back to Ooky Spooky Studios. Glad to be here. Yes. So what's new with you? Um, you know, I started a new job thing this yeah. week. So how's that going? Uh good. Just learning lots of people's names. Lots of people's oh, names yeah. and all that kind of stuff mostly. So I'm like almost three months deep and I still don't know people's names. Mm-hmm. But it's like the people I don't work with that often, so it's like not a big deal. I can usually fake it. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to work with like a lot of different people on things. So, well, yeah, it's a big company. So. Yeah, so we'll see. But, you know, good other than that. Although I did, um, I came across something when I was actually putting up our pictures for the last episode. Uh-huh. So I do want to make a correction. I'm correcting myself. So I was talking about Maharis Gentry Park and I was saying like, you know, it's a bunch of like um, abandoned cars and stuff. From what I've seen, that's definitely there, but there's also some very, very lovely parts to it that I don't want to skip over. Nice. And I wanted to say that I saw some very pretty pictures and I want to go there now. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Sorry. Not to, you know, take a. No, you're good. I just didn't want to forget. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> How about you, though? Out. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Not a whole lot new. I'm just life's kind of calmed down a bit. It was mm-hmm. real crazy for a minute there so. Kind of just trying to just like regroup, you know, when you're just like mm-hmm. crazy for a couple months and you're just like, OK, things have calmed down. Let's like kind of become a human again. Yes. Yeah. We all need that time. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that time right now and kind of trying to just like get back on track with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So having a good time with that. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we are sipping on some lovely drinks. I'm going to call them. uh Mayan mangoes. Looks appropriate. They're yeah. very like orange tropically looking. Yeah, I don't think it's I I don't think these are Mayan. I think they're tiki, but <laughs> I'm um. still going with it because it goes with my theme. Okay, fair. Yeah, Ooh, it's interesting. Not, yeah. And it's not the drink I wanted to do with this because okay. the liquor store was closed. Oh, that's fair. But I went there at like four PM or no, five PM. Really? On Friday. Yeah. I that's- guess yeah, they had a like a terrible s- time for them to be closed, I would think. Right. Like I they just signed the door saying that like they were sorry for the inconvenient hours. They're going to start remodeling soon. Oh, well. yeah. But that is also footing for my topic today. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So there's some sort of renovation, maybe. I mean, that wasn't my original point. But yeah, they this place has been renovated. OK. Many a time. What was uh, the other drink going to be? Uh, I think it was called uh, Gold Rush interesting yeah okay and i will make it sometimes because it does sound good but i just i couldn't get one of the ingredients yeah no no, no i mean that happens these are these are good thanks yeah i got these like special peach rings in them yeah ricky my friend ricky he snapped us the other day that he soaked some peach rings in peach vodka and they tasted really good so me and jenna like we gotta try that clearly and we did and those were good but they they kind of had like too much of a vodka taste on the outside so we're like Let's drain the vodka off. We, It was kind of like, you know, when you open a can of fruit and you use the juice for drinks. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was like that, but like with candy and vodka. So healthy. <laughs> but then we just put like a mango LaCroix in there. So kind of like they kind of almost taste like jello now. It's weird. They're, yeah, I was not expecting that consistency. Not mad at it. No, it's not I bad. I love a good jello. They've also like grown to three times their original size. Mm-hmm. 
soaking it all in. Right. <laughs> That's like I always forget that vodka gummies are a thing. Me too. I always think about like um like cherries or something like that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably classier, but No, these are very classy. So classy. <laughs> Should we clink? Yeah. We did that last time it was fun. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to take a nice long sip. Fair. Because I've got a lot of things to say. Okay. So have you heard of the Fisher building? Hmm, let me see. Hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So this is what we're going to be talking about today. Yay! Otherwise known as Detroit's largest art object, mm-hmm. which fittingly so. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's like one of my favorite buildings in the city, mm-hmm. honestly. I only know like one fun fact about it, which I'll share if it doesn't come up. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I have a second story as a follow up to later. Cool. So it was opened in 1928 and it was designed by, can you guess? Khan. Yep. Albert Kahn. Uh, it's very Art Deco. Which, side note, have you seen the mural that says Yas We Khan? No, where's that at? I think it's on John R. It's kind of like in the New Center area. And it's like, it's I don't even know what building it's on the side of, but it's just it's it a the smaller building. building. No, it's like a random. It's like a random building? Yeah, it's not big either. And it's like, it's kind of got a painting of like a, um, well, a, a high rise kind uh-huh. of situation. Not high rise, but, you know, like a skyscraper. Thank you. you a larger building. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, it says, yes, we con. That's fun. You mm-hmm. know, it's crazy how many buildings Albert Kahn built in the city. Oh, my gosh. I like don't have a list in front of me, but it's a lot. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Located at 31 or 3011 West Grand Boulevard. 30 stories tall, like capping out about 441 feet because I don't know why. Like real, like four hundred four. That's such a random number. I wonder if it's just because they put something on top, or you know what I mean, like a last a single ruler. Yes, exactly. It's four hundred forty feet, and they're like, "Let me put this like golden ruler." But they would. It's considered. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry. I just thought of a reason it could be too. If they were like in competition for the highest building of oh, some sort, yeah, that could that extra foot could have put them above four forty one, Bob. Yeah, because they do that all the time when they're, you know, in that, like, yeah. we got to be the ba- the biggest. And It's crazy how tall buildings are now, though. Because, oh, yeah. Because, like, I was, like, I fell down a rabbit hole of, like, the tallest buildings in the world and just how, like, freaking tall they are. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, high-speed elevators and stuff, which is, like, kind of what this was at the time. People were like, I can't believe we built a building 30 stories tall. And they did. But Good for them. Yeah. So it's kind of considered Khan's masterpiece, which, like, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the prettiest buildings in the city and very ornately decorated. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So do you know anything about the Fisher Brothers? Well, I know there was the plant, mm-hmm. uh, which was like down the street. On, also designed by Khan. Yes. On Paquette. On Paquette. Yep. Mm-hmm. I used to work very close to it. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. And then actually, too, I went on a Detroit history tour and they took us outside of it. And there's been like a bunch of movies shot there, but there's like. A bunch of ooky spooky things that apparently happened. And then I forget why. Because one of the brothers built the Fisher building or something like that. Is that? I'll get into it. There are seven brothers. Yeah. It's just like a lot of brothers. I think there's 10 children in the family, seven boys. And they were Frederick, Charles, Williams, Lawrence, Edward, Alfred and Howard. And I showed down why they got so much money. And they started the Fisher body. That made automobile coaches. Mm. So like they're the reason why we have cars that aren't roofless all the time. Yeah, good. I, I appreciate that living in Michigan, especially. Yeah. So 
like Fisher Body was founded in 1908 in Detroit, and the two eldest brothers actually moved here in 1904 slash 1905, because their uncle was working at the Standard Wagon Works Company. Okay. So the brothers found work in a company that made horse-drawn carriage bodies. In 1908, the brothers decided to create their own company, the Fisher Body Company. And in 1910, Fishers became the exclusive supplier to Cadillac for closed bodies and also some Buicks. Mm-hmm. So they had exclusive to Cadillac and they were starting to build others, but then they kept adding them. In 1913, they were building for Ford, Crit, Chalmers, Cadillac, and Studebaker. In 1914, they were the lo- world's largest manufacturer of auto bodies. And in 1916, they were making uh, 370,000 bodies a year for 17 automakers. So they grew pretty that's, quickly. Yeah, like in the first eight years, that's like around when Alfred built, had them build the Piquette plant. Sorry. Alfred Kahn built the pecan plant, not Alfred Fisher. The pecan plant? Yes, the pecan plant. <laughs> Sorry to call you out, but no, that okay. was a fun one. Yes. And that what? no, that wasn't the... It wasn't like what's called the, the pecan plant. The Model T one was no. the Highland Park one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like organizing it in yeah, my brain. Yeah. And in 1919, William C. Durant of GM bought 60% of the company, and the other 40% was bought in 1925. Interesting. For a combined total... Of 208 million back mm-hmm. then, which today is 2.5 billion adjusted for inflation. So, is that kind of like how GM started by like taking GM? Kind of has an interesting origin story. They kind of just like, I don't even know if General Motors was a brand. I think they just started like buying up all the small automakers. And that's just, what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, because they had like way too many brands for a minute there, mm-hmm. which like they it like worked back then because they like. A car for every person, a purse for every car, something like that, or price or something. Oh, boy. Yeah, because, like, they kind of just, like, moved up the ladder. Like, each brand had a companion brand that was, like, slightly higher. Okay. Well, they still kind of do that, too, with, like, um, different types of cars by different makers, but under the same umbrella. Yeah. It's, like, almost the same exact car, but it will be, like, thousands of dollars difference. Totally. They don't do it as much as I feel like they used to back then, but, like... Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely like they use they kind of just like slap a couple of new features on it and the new logo and call it a different car. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, what was it? I owned a Dodge Stratus and it was exactly like something else. I can't remember. Like some what, other like Chrysler vehicle. Yeah, that was like something nicer. Yeah. But like it was really just like a fancy version of a Dodge Stratus, whatever it was. Yeah. I like kind of don't really get why car companies do that. And no. I think it's something they're doing less and less of. But yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> GM kind of like by 1925, the Fisher brothers kind of like sold off all their shares in the company. And so it kind of came became fully incorporated uh, into GM as the coach building division. And that was 1926. And also, I forgot to say, in 1925, they purchased Fleetwood Metal Body and kind of like the Fisher body division was around GM until 1984 when it was dissolved. But like the family, some of the family went off and made another company that's still going today. And they just wrote down buses and stuff. Fair. They make okay, buses yeah. and stuff. They had like an iconic uh, body by Fisher logo that like honestly looks like the carriage from Cinderella on it. OK, mm-hmm. I think I've seen that. Somewhere. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, I've definitely seen that mm-hmm. before. So that's once I kind of like got out of the auto industry. They decided to kind of diversify. They wanted to get into real estate, oil, railroad, aviation, and banking. And there is some shade from historicdetroit.org, which is one of my sources, which mm-hmm. was literally at the top of this document and I forgot to read. Oh, that's okay. Should I do it at the end? Sure. Don't let me yeah. forget. Sources. Yes. 
One of them is historicdetroit.org, which said this. But unlike many Detroit millionaires of today, the Fisher brothers often used their wealth to better the city and its people. They gave millions to countless charities, civic causes, churches, educational institutions, and to making Detroit one of the finest cities in the world. Yeah. Shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unlike many Detroit millionaires of today. <laughs> hmm. I wonder who they're talking about. <laughs> Questions. Anyway, so in 1927, they commissioned Khan to build the Fisher Building, and they said, go wild and build them, quote, the most beautiful building in the world, and that quality would come before cost. Okay. So, like, kind of like they're like, do what you got to do. We want to be pretty and just, like, whatever you need to spend to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, going to be more than an HQ for the Fisher Company, but they want it to be, like, a center for shopping and entertainment and... You can kind of guess that's kind of where we get the term new center. Oh, I couldn't guess that, but that <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah. So basically, like, that's kind of what new center was, was because yeah. like downtown is starting to fill up and they're like, well, shit, let's make a new center of town. Mm-hmm. New center. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's why the area is called new center. because It was at one point poised to be the next downtown. OK. And like the brothers, they didn't even plan to profit from the building, just kind of considered it a gift to the city. Mm hmm. So they, obviously their headquarters are going to be there, but they weren't like, this building's going to make us so much money. Yeah. When it was announced in the Free Press in 1927, the article referred to it as a brother's huge testimonial to their faith in Detroit. I like that. They weren't all noble, though. They also wanted it for to have it be a permanent inclusion in the list of most important structures in the country. Well, like, I mean, I think when anybody builds anything big, they want it to be something... They want it to be they want it to be remembered. Yeah, they're exactly. spending all this money. Yeah. And I think that also part of the reason why they wanted to is because I really like, they, they went from zero to heroes because they kind of just came from this nothing family in Ohio and kind of built this empire. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of wanted the Fisher building to be kind of a monument to that. I mean, it's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, downtown real estate was in short supply. And that's how New Center started. And the first building in the area was the General Motors building, which is now known as Cadillac Place. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember. I think Detroit Public Schools is in there now. It's um, either that or like some kind of government and then also some other stuff. I think there's quite a few things in there. I only because I used to work at a restaurant and we had a lot of delivery stuff. So there. Mm-hmm. It's a huge building. Mm-hmm. I used to live like right next door to it in the CCS dorms. Oh, OK. I would like look out at it from my window. The Fisher brothers were actually the first tenants in that building in 1919. Oh. In the General Motors building. But Fred, the oldest brother, bought 32 parcels of land for $30 million, which adjusted for inflation is $373 million. Wow. Yeah. And he spent $9 million to build the current building, excluding the theater. And a quarter of that was spent on decoration. So adjusted for inflation today, that's a little under $117 million. Wow. And so about like, what, 30,000, somewhere between 25 and 30,000 of that went towards decorating the building alone. Wow. Right. So like not like architecturally, but just like, here's a chair, here's a Not even that, just like having like, so here's like some of the ingredients, if you will. Mm -hmm. 12,000 tons of steel, 350,000 cubic yards of concrete and marble. Wow. 1,800 bronze windows. 641 bronze elevator doors inside and outside of the cars. Like, so, like, on the, yeah. the mm-hmm. elevator cars, mm-hmm. not, like, car cars. Yeah. Uh, 420 tons of bronze finishings, 46,000 square feet of concrete forms, 41,000 barrels of cement, 100,000 yards of sand and gravel, 
and 1,275 miles of electrical and telephone wire cable. Wow. Yeah. And so the Fisher Building, as it stands, is still the largest marble-clad commercial building in the world with over 325,000 square feet of exterior marble. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. So that's where all the money went. Yeah. They're like, let's just deck this shit out. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just thought Ornatia. <laughs> you haven't seen Drag Race, so you wouldn't get it. Oh, but I was like, I don't know what that is. One of the contestants showed up on the first day with a styrofoam head on top of her head, and mm -hmm. she's like, her name's Ornatia. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's a Vivacious choice. was her name. OK, she was cool. Okay. She didn't make it far. OK, yeah. So surprisingly, construction only took 15 months. Whoa. Yeah, that's quick. At the time, it was considered a symbol of Michigan might because it was designed by Khan, who was a Detroiter himself and mm -hmm. built by Michigan contractors. Contractors? What I say? No, I know, but I'm, I'm making a joke on Albert Khan. Oh, okay. Contractors. I was like, fuck, did I mess up again? No. Okay, okay. It, it was a bad joke. That's cool. what it was. All right. It was built almost entirely of granite and marble, which makes sense because of all the freaking mm -hmm. marble they had. Yeah. And in a very Art Deco move, the art inside depicted America and, uh, like America and like the industrial powers that be. Okay. That makes sense for that time, I feel like. Yeah, because yeah. if you look at like other buildings, like the Rockefeller Center and Chrysler building, they have a lot of like man and the industrial power kind of like i don't know there's like it was a very much a theme of the time yeah and the main focus of the fisher building was a focus on the wealth and the power of the u.s through commerce and transportation which motor city transportation of course mm -hmm. and also american culture and civilization through music and drama okay so that was kind of the inspiration for the art yeah the 26th floor reception was often referred to as the world's most exclusive club and the most lavishly furnished office space in the world of business oh I wish I could find more pictures of it, but it just like sounds crazy. Because like imagine like if the building was that crazy. Yeah. What their what office is. Super duper fancy. Yeah. Wow. And it's the, sad that there's not a lot of pictures, but also, you know, exclusive. Right. Like, mm. Yeah. I wonder if it still is exclusive. I wonder who's there now. I bet you can find out. Oh, yeah. In the building one, Khan, the silver medal for the most beautiful building in 1928 from the Architectural League of New York, hmm. which I was like, cool. And I tried to figure out who won the gold medal because I'm like, what the hell beat the Fisher building? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Uh, couldn't find out. Weird. Yeah. I like I was like, you think that's something that because like, Wikipedia, they have they love a list of Wikipedia. Yeah. You think they would have that on there? They didn't. Huh. And then neither did their website for the Architectural League of New York. But Weird. I don't know. I guess like stuff wasn't, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of lost information, unfortunately. Yeah. Out there, but oh, that stinks. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love architecture, so mm -hmm. it's my bag. Not mm -hmm. my not my gig, but my bag. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure do. <laughs> so originally it was designed to be a three building complex, or like a three tower complex and okay. the largest commercial building in the world. Mm hmm. I have a feeling I know what got in the way of that. I'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count. Okay. Great Depression. Ding, 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 ding. So that's kind of why, like, if you look at the one that's there today, it is kind of like weird how the way how it's kind of like laid out. Because mm -hmm. like the, the tower's on the corner and then there's like unevenly sized wings coming off of that. I guess I never noticed it, but. So the one that was built was the right tower and there's supposed to be an identical tower on the left. Mm -hmm. Flanking either side of a 60 story center tower, extending all the way to Third Ave. So, oh, from, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. So, here's what it was supposed to look like 
had things gone according to plan. Oh, wow. That is very different. Yeah. So just notice how like what we thought was grand and ornate now mm-hmm. would have been just a side piece. Because that middle tower is at least. Well, you just said 16. The one's 26. So yeah. Yeah. Like so over two like times twice. as tall. Yeah. yeah. And like it was supposed to just be like massive. Like I said, largest office building in the world. So the original plan was scrapped because of the depression, but they still had, they still had this land. So they had con build what's now known as the new center building or what was known as the new center building now known as the Albert Kahn building. Mm-hmm. So the reason they built, they kept building was it was supposed to be a symbol of the brothers confidence that despite the depression that quote, the industrial and financial importance of the city will never fade kind of thing. Okay. So they're kind of like, putting their money that Detroit was going to come back. Yeah. Well, they're like some, some stuff is happening right now, but we're still here. Right. And like, also, I mean, you're already that deep. Really. You're only going to lose money if you give up at that point. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. I'm not a business person. No. And this is not a business podcast. It's not. Mm -mm. Please do not take business advice from either of us. No. I feel like we need to have disclaimers at like the beginning (laughs) of our episodes. All advice given on this podcast is not like, you know, (laughs) do not follow it ever. Yeah. But also, I don't know if you knew this, but the Cadillac Place, the Fisher Building, and the Albert Kahn Buildings are all connected underground by tunnels. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, so there's a series of tunnels, and there was originally underground shops, too. Ooh. So I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a metro system where, like, there's, like, tunnels between, like, stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like that. You can still access them today, but, like, a lot of the shops are closed now. I want to go there. Yeah. Love a good tunnel. Yes. So you notice I haven't touched on one part of this building yet. The main? The theater! Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. I was going to guess very wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> but the theater is great. Yes. So a few weeks after the building was opened, the theater opened. Mm-hmm. And it originally opened as like a movie and vaudeville theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of interesting for the time that there were no external entrances to the theater. Have you noticed that? Like... Really, the only way to get in the theater is from the inside of the Fisher building. Yeah. So it kind of uses like the building's main arcade as their lobby, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool because like you have to go through it and see it all, which yeah. is pretty. Yeah. Because it's such and, a beautiful building. I want to go after they put that big tree up and see it. Do they put a big tree in there? I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, that seems like something they would do. Yeah. I've never been in there on Christmas. I know they decorated at least around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. The original theater, and this is where the Mayan theme comes in, was an ornate Mayan temple theme. Oh. Yeah, so it was complete with ivory and gold. Like, Mm -hmm. I was going to say garnishing, but that's not what you call building things. No. Finishes. Yes. Ivory and gold finishes, tropical plants, a turtle and goldfish pond, and even live macaws that people could feed by hand. What? Yeah. They had birds? They had birds. Whoa. Macaws, nonetheless. Yeah. Which love a macaw. Yeah. They're, they're big, colorful birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's well, not to like? Yeah. Except for if you don't like birds. I have mixed feelings about birds, to be honest. Like, I like the look of birds for sure. Like, I like them drawn and represented on things, but sometimes they, in real life, they're a little freaky. Only because they can dive bomb things. True. That's a powerful thing. Yeah. And scary sometimes. Trixie and Katya did an episode of, oh, and they were talking about birds for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason why birds shit so much is because you're flying around. You got to, like, you don't want to carry on that dump. Uh, fair. Yeah. Fair. Have you ever been shit on by a bird? I have not. I know you have. Yes. It was not pleasant. 
Oh, no. What happened again? Uh, it was the first week I moved to L.A. and I was still like looking for an apartment. So I was like wandering aimlessly through life. And I was walking around this one part and I I don't remember where I was going. I think I was going to go to Target to grab something and I was just walking. And then it just the bird took a big old dump on me. So then I went across the street because that's I needed to go wash it. And there was a Starbucks like more accessible. Yeah. So I went in there and I went to go to the bathroom. And then I realized I had moved to L.A. where all the Starbucks bathrooms have a code on them. Yeah. You have to go get the code from the barista. So I walked up and I was like, a bird just took a crap on me. I need the code. I will buy something. And they were like, don't worry, but just here's the code. Go, go. Yeah. And I was like, OK. And then one of them's like, you know, that's good luck. And I was like, mm, sure. Doesn't feel like it now. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, knock on wood. I have not been shit on by a bird yet. <laughs> yet mm, still open i'm just kidding <laughs> need that luck yeah <laughs> it brought me so much luck i'm shaking my head now <laughs> but so yeah they had the birds in there and i guess like in the 20s like americans were obsessed with ancient civilization so it was common for like theaters to be styled this way and like part of that reason for that was like the discovery of king tut's tomb oh interesting so they're like wait but that's not my end no it's not at all that's it's, it's just like they're like, oh, Egyptians, they're an ancient civilization we don't know much about. What else oh. can we? It's kind of like, um, what is the the Redford Theater had some uh, they had they redid it recently and I can't remember what it is now, but they had some far off like a, you know, theme going on too. whenever I don't know when the Redford, I don't know yeah. much about it, but I know that when it was like originally constructed, it had some sort of like theme. Yeah. Of another country. I forget what it was. You can see it in the Fox Theater, too, because it has like I feel like they restored instead of like remodeled that one. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see. I can't remember what the theme is for that one, but that's so much more ornate than the Fisher looks now, mm -hmm. which I'll get into why that is later. But in the 30s, it was part of the Paramount and Publix chain of like theaters, and they showed both stage shows and movies at the time. Cool. And in the 50s, they were only showing movies, but they started to struggle because TV. Mm -hmm. Came out, so people were like, why go to the movies when I got a TV in my house? Mm -hmm. And the last movie was shown in 1960, and it's a movie called The Magnificent Seven, which I don't remember. That's interesting. It's interesting because there were the seven brothers. Yeah. It's just. wonder if it was a biopic. Connections. Ooh. I love it when we connect things. Yes. I'm going to have to look up now and see what that movie's about. Mm -hmm. But so in 1961, the Nader-Ladner family took it over. The temple theme was stripped and replaced with the current mid-century modern inspired decor, which it's boring. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It does the job. But I wonder what that Mayan. Did you just look up what the theater was? I No, I just looked up the Magnificent Seven. That's and then I, I just remembered that there was a remake of it in 2012. And that's why it sounded slightly familiar. What was the remake? Who was in the remake? It's like um, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, some four other dudes because i their names aren't on the cover i had no i mean like i i don't i didn't see it or anything like that i just remember being like i've heard of that movie but i i don't think i've heard of the original i think it's like a cowboy that sounds right cowboy looking thing yeah i wonder if it was any good i mean probably I, not because the theater closed after they showed it i'm just kidding apparently though it was featured on the front cover of the Premier magazine of the West, Cowboys and Indians, in the October 2016 copy. They still have a magazine called Cowboys and Indians? Apparently. Oh, yeah. oh Clint Eastwood directed it. 
That makes sense. That tracks. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a different story. Never mind that part. That's okay. also on the cover of Cowboys and Indians, though. Okay. <laughs> that went a little off. You know, the show is all about <laughs> tangents. Yep. We just kind of talk about Detroit sometimes. Yeah. The tangents are the main thing. <laughs> you know, the Fisher Brothers... They ended up selling it and New Center Building in 1962 for 15 million, which is about 107 million today. Wow. Which, I mean, I guess what I say they spent on like 9 million. So I guess they technically made money, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's kind of sad they sold it, but it's no surprise really that they did because the Fisher Building was and maybe still is expensive as shit to run. Like, In 1970, the Free Press reported that the operating cost of the Fisher Building was more than the city of Utica. What? Yeah. Wow. Seven times the cost of running Utica. (gasps) That's so much. Right. Because, like, I mean, I think Utica had like 3,000 people at the time, the article said. But Mm -hmm. so basically the operating costs are about at the time were 3.1 million a year Mm -hmm. in the 70s. So basically just payroll alone included 18 full-time guards, 100 cleaning workers, 30 garage attendants, 15 painters, 12 electricians, 12 utility workers, 4 carpenters, 3 plumbers, and a locksmith. I feel like those seem small, actually. It accounted for about uh, 1.25 million of that operating cost, or about 7.2 oh, okay. Today. I guess that is a lot of people. Yeah. I'm not going to math, but that's like... I was just like, 4 carpenters? That just seems small. Like, I, I was like... But for like one building. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but like at the time, like 5,000 people worked in the office and shops and it saw about like 21,000 of foot traffic a day. Okay. So still a pretty happening building. So mm-hmm. like it costs a lot to run, but it's not like it was like this desolate abandoned building. Yeah, I feel um, I mean, it's still pretty busy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that there were so many offices and stuff within the building until there was this I forget what it was, but it was like this art event is like, um. I don't know, like an art in Detroit big thing or whatever. And I went to it and there was a free event there mm-hmm. and they had some of the studios in there open and like some of the other like businesses could decide to be open and stuff like that. Like kind of like an open whatever. Come see what we actually do at the Fisher building thing. It was really neat. That is really cool. I feel like had it gone according to plan and we've gotten the three towers in the massive building. It would be I, big. I feel like it would be like our Rockefeller Center. Because Rockefeller yeah. Center's multiple buildings and huge and like they're all connected by tunnels. So No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And and I think New Center I mean New Center's like it does have a decent amount going on, but I wonder if it would have like spread more. Yeah. So it changed a few it changed hands a few times after that. At one point it was owned by Khan's great grandnephew. No. Oh. Which I don't I guess it's like two generations. Yeah. Nephew's son, I guess. Right? Grandnephew. I guess. I don't know. Or your yeah, your nephew's son. I don't know how that We're works. not a genealogy podcast. No. Basically, it was bought by a con relative. And the current owners bought it in 2015 at auction for $12.5 million. Wow. Which, like... That's is, not that long ago. It's not that long ago, considering it sold for fifteen in 1962. Yeah. Like, wow. sold for way less money. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and in 2017, extensive restoration was done. Okay. So... Just a couple of fun facts about the building. You know that roof? Yes. Is that the fun fact you had? Yes. So originally the roof was um, coated in gold foil. So mm-hmm. it, was, it had, literally had like a gold roof. Mm-hmm. 
And during World War II, they thought it'd be too easy of a target for bombing. So they covered it in asphalt. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was covered in. Yeah, asphalt, like tar and rocks and shit. But it's like green now. Yeah, they like couldn't get the asphalt off. So I think they did copper because okay. copper was like the closest thing. Mm-hmm. But that's why they had the gold lights on it at night to kind of emulate what yeah, it whatever. originally looked mm-hmm. like. That was like the one thing I know about it. Yeah. What kind of surprised me is like, so the the, the Fisher Theater, one article listed as the world premiere of a couple of shows, but really just like the tryouts. Like, you know, like a new show is written, like mm-hmm. a new like play. Yeah. They like try it out before taking it to Broadway. But it was the world premiere location for Hello, Dolly. Oh. Fiddler on the Roof. Wow. And Sweet Charity. Wow. Oh, I lo- I've never seen Sweet Charity, but I love the music. Yeah. it's just- Big Spender is one of my favorite Broadway songs. <laughs> I didn't know it was from Sweet Charity. I haven't seen any of those either. Um, oh, Hello, Dolly. I've I've seen it. Well, I've seen the movie. And then actually, it was just at the Fisher recently. Yeah, I think I actually might still be there. Oh, no, really? No. Either, it may have just left. I, yeah, but I was because I was singing the music in my car to myself because uh, we did it in high school, too. So like, oh, nice. I, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Hello, Dolly. But yeah, and I've never seen Sweet Charity because I've never just had the opportunity to see it yeah i think there's a movie version with carol channing if i'm not probably. mistaken i, I think there is a movie hello version dolly. but i haven't I don't seen know. no hello dolly's uh movie version is um barbara streisand oh perfect so yeah it must be sweet <laughs> reason i needed to put my arms up ooh, in the air for that one and then also hit a ghost you hit the dabbing boo i'm sorry <laughs> i'm working on a piece of uh a project at work right now that's called dap oh and every time they ask for my update i just dab nice it's not getting old. Nobody's sick of it yet. I would hope not. No. Every day they're like, that's just as funny as the first time you did that. <laughs> they say that directly to me. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like also they had like a pretty like, revolutionary parking structure. Like you could park on the floor you worked. I don't think it went all the way up, but like, so kind of like they had multiple levels and they had garage attendants. Like I said, they part of the payroll is garage attendants. They mm-hmm. would have valet kind of to park a cars yeah i think they still do have valet to park some of the cars but there's also yeah, a... self-serve yeah i ain't got i don't i don't i'm not a valet kind of hoe no but it's nice because if you have tickets there you get to park for free yeah I, I i appreciate that yeah i do too that is a nice feature but uh that kind of wraps it on the fisher building i couldn't really find any ookie spookies I have one. You have ooh, go for it. Go for it. Um, kind of. So when I was younger, I had a really good friend. Her name was Anthea. Um, and we would hang out a lot. And she lived with her mom. And so I spent a lot of time with her mom as well. And her mom was like, um, into just interesting things. Mm-hmm. And so she exposed me to some stuff. And one of them was past life regression. Mm-hmm. And she had done past life regression. I forget where she had done it because again, I was a kid. And she was telling us about her experience in past life regression. And she had this one experience where she was a small child a long time ago. And they're like, probably she thought like the thirties and there was a weird slide, but the slide was like very, very vivid mm-hmm. in her, her memory. And then one day they went to the Fisher building and there was like these old photos from like when the Fisher building was new uh-huh. and she looked over and there was a picture of that slide what yeah she was like that is the slide like she had no doubt in her mind that was the slide that's crazy yeah that's really cool though yeah that's i mean it's not really ooky spooky but it's it's a little ooky spooky yeah Um, but it's stuck with me 
the only thing like my first memory of the fisher building is i think in either i think it was like eighth grade we saw peter pan there Mm -hmm. i didn't realize it until years later that it was there because like you know when you're a stupid eighth grader you're just like oh i don't know on a bus yeah like yeah yeah you go to a thing and then you leave the thing you don't really know where you're going i used to go with my mom's friend worked at a school and i used to go with them on their field trips to the fisher building (laughs) just because like my school wasn't going or something and uh-huh. her friend was like jess can come on our field trip with us with nobody oh, she fun. knows <laughs> yeah i just think she didn't know anybody but mm-hmm. no it was trips. fun though because i really liked um i like musicals i always did as a kid and so mm-hmm. i got to see some stuff like i know we saw the sound of music i forget who actually started it and then i think i saw joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat there possibly lame is as a kid I've seen like three. That's where I saw Cats a couple months ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I also saw. I think the best show I saw there though was um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, I'm jealous. It was so good. I saw. Uh, what did I see? I always saw Fun House there, which was really okay. good. And I didn't know about that one before I'd seen it, but it's it was a really really nice surprise. And I also saw Jersey Boys, which was also a nice surprise. Um, I like seeing shows I don't know much about because I did that a couple times. Like I went and saw The Cripple of Inisham. I've never heard of that. I hadn't either. The only reason I saw it was because Dana Radcliffe was the main character. Mm-hmm. And like it was oh, a Broadway play in New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which it was an interesting theater because I was like real high up. Oh, well. Just, just big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just like gradually going up, it's kind of like exponential curve of oh, seats. Like you literally probably felt like your nose was going to bleed yeah situation. probably yeah if only i'd use today ticks at todayticks.com use the app to get I'm just kidding <laughs> they're always talking about today ticks on one of the podcasts i listen to ah uh, fair if they want to sponsor us if you know anyone at today ticks we'll sponsor them actually no i won't because they don't have anything in detroit well there you go yeah but if anybody else wants to sponsor us exactly hit us up yeah so yeah Fisher building. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that building. I'm so happy you did it. Same. I just like, I don't know why I picked it, but I was just like, the Fisher building, that'd be a good one. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Um, So when I was first trying to kind of think of concepts for like a podcast I'd like to do, mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, to focus on Detroit. And I remember pitching it to a friend like, yeah, I want to talk about like Detroit stuff, like maybe architecture, like maybe like, you know, going to like the history of the Fisher building or something. Mm-hmm. And that was my first kind of example but you know then the idea kept developing and, yeah and then we developed ideas and now here oh we i are. know yeah like i just still remember we picked six original topics i don't think we did we did a couple of them but yeah. like those episodes will come out eventually we didn't like record anything but we had ideas yeah we had ideas mm-hmm. we did a decent amount of them though but also we found stuff that i would have never thought of so yeah i think you know we're keeping the variety exactly and if you have any suggestions always free to email us at detroitstrange at gmail.com mm-hmm. or stories yeah exactly we'll do our plugs for the other social medias later yeah <laughs> that one just seemed to fit in right no, there no it did it did very much so yeah but good job thanks that was fun it was a fun Thank little you. journey yes would you like some uh two truths and a lie i sure would Okay, I was at the last minute scrambling to see if I could come up with some about the Magnificent Seven, but I could not because I wanted to listen to you. I didn't want to. Yeah, stop. yeah. Although I will tell you the premise of it is seven gunfighters are hired by Mexican peasants to liberate their village from oppressive bandits. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sources. I'm remembering oh. to remind you. Yes. My sources are the Free Press, AnnaClark.net, Wikipedia, and HistoricDetroit.org. Well done. 
Well done. And my own eyes. <laughs> okay, back to two truths and a lie. So the Canary Islands are named after dogs, not birds. Okay. Oh, these are just going to be general ones, too. Uh, number two is North Korea is the only place you can't buy Coca-Cola. Okay. And number three, the entire world's population could fit inside of Los Angeles. Uh, I think it's got to be that last one. What's your reason? That's a lot of freaking people for a city. It is. But that one is actually true. If everybody stood shoulder to shoulder, like uh, okay, no space yeah. in between, they, you could fit every single person in there. My dad calls that elbow to asshole. It's just uh, Los Angeles also kind of like Detroit. It, it has sprawling. like a really large like footprint to yeah. it. Yeah, It's not necessarily that there's I mean, there's a lot of people in Los Angeles, but like it, it also is just a really large footprint, whereas like, yeah. Other cities, you kind of get into other cities once you get outside of like the epicenter of it. Yeah. Do you want to take a second guess? I think it's the second one then. Which the Coca-Cola one or the Canary? Or, I say Canary Islands. Okay, the Coca-Cola one. Because I think they've heard the Canary Island one before. Canary Island one is true. It is so the Coca-Cola one. Is there a place you can't get Coca-Cola or is it just everywhere? Uh, North Korea and Cuba are the only places you can't get Coca-Cola. Uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Still, I thought we made friends with Cuba. We did, but this is actually like an article from today. This is the 50 most interesting facts about the world. Fun. I couldn't think of, I had no, I had no like inspiration. I mean. I don't know why I said it like that either. That's not how you say inspiration. inspiration. You had inspiration to say inspiration like that. <laughs> I, I so did. But uh, yeah, this came out November 8th. So, you know, uh, on or bestlifeonline.com. So, I mean, it should be pretty up to date. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It just says that you can't. Um, you might be able to snag a sip of the stuff if you try hard enough, although it'll typically be a lot more expensive than it you would pay in the States. I wonder if like how we have Cubans here, like Cuban scars, like give me that Coca-Cola. Maybe. And it would actually be from like Mexico or China, not the States. Yeah. What you would actually get. Yeah. I think that that wraps this episode then. Yeah. But we do want to remind everybody that. So first of all. So we're super happy to announce that our Friday, the 13th of December show. Wait, can I do a drum roll? Yes, do a drum roll. Yeah. Oh, bongo drum roll. Even better. Everything's better with a bongo. Don't you know? I need to give purpose to these bongos that I bought on Amazon. (laughs) We're doing another live episode. Yes, we're so excited to be partnering with the Film Lab for this one. In Hamtramck. And we are going to be doing this on... Friday, December 13th. Which is a Friday the 13th, so yes. fun. I could have said that in a more spooky manner, but oh no, well. No, I liked it. Yes. And we're extra super duper excited because things are coming together and it's going to be an awesome show because we are going to be focusing on a little movie called... It Follows. Yes. If you're not familiar with this movie... You should definitely check it out. It's really ooky spooky. It's very well done, though, too. And it was shot in Detroit and also takes place in Detroit. That's cool. It's also, like I said, it's really well done. It's definitely got like an urban legend kind of feel to it, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. We might talk a little bit about urban legends, but then we were so fortunate. We're going to have some guests. Yeah, we got some guests who actually worked on the movie. Mm -hmm. So... If you have any questions you want us to ask them, be sure to email us at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're around, you should just come hang out in person because afterwards we're going to actually be showing the film at the film lab where we'll already be. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, and then after that, there's going to be a Q&A with more people who worked on the movie. Yeah, so it's going to be a great night. We also have a drink of the night, which we will be revealing soon. Or that day. Yes. Let's keep it a little mystery. Yes, we'll keep you waiting with anticipation. There we go. <laughs> I love waiting entirely too long for that. <laughs> That's why I just went ahead and finished for you. Yeah. Yeah, but so you can head over to you can head to our Facebook and it will definitely be up on there. You can head to Film Labs Facebook and see what their events are. They have other great movies, too. They have some very interesting movies, stuff that you're not going to find. They have a really great selection. Yeah. Anywhere else. Uh, they do a lot of curating for their. And a cool bar. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a, a great space. It's new, too. So, you know, you, you can be one of the one of the first people to know yes about it it's only been open for i don't know how long but like a month only yeah if that it's been open for a couple weeks yeah yeah so i'd love to see you there your faces in the same room as our faces would be fantastic yeah and always keep an eye out on our social medias at detroit strange on instagram and twitter detroit strange on facebook and our email address detroit strange at gmail.com and then also make sure that you check out some of the other planet ant podcasts We've got some really good ones. And in fact, we are going to be on a future episode of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour, which we're looking forward to because that is a really good show. Yeah, we're going to be recording tomorrow and I'm very excited. I, you know, it's a great show. It's a mandatory podcast. If you're not listening, you already should be. So stop breaking the rules, please. So maybe look out for our episode. Check it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's lots of other stuff on the Planning Ant Podcast Network, too. And there's more stuff coming soon. So Check in, check back, follow all their social medias, and you know what? Until next time, stay Stay strange. strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence. 